politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. We're calling out Russia's plans loudly and repeatedly, not because we want a conflict, but because we're doing everything in our power to remove any reason that Russia may give to justify invading Ukraine and prevent them from moving. President Biden speaking Friday, saying the U.S. believes Russia plans to invade Ukraine very soon, possibly within days. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and while Senate Republicans and Democrats agree that Russia needs to face tough economic penalties for its aggression, they could not come together on a sanctions package before leaving Washington. They did agree on a bipartisan resolution in support of Ukraine, pledging military assistance and the threat of what they call devastating punitive measures if Vladimir Putin goes to war. Virginia Senator Mark Warner, chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, has dealt for years with Russia. I asked him what he thinks the response to Russia should be if it continues to threaten Ukraine. I think we need bold, dramatic economic sanctions. This is where we need our allies. We have trade with Russia that's roughly $27, $28 billion. The Europeans' trade with Russia approaches $300 billion. So us cutting off our trade with Russia or cutting it back dramatically won't have the economic punch of the Europeans. And that's why it's been so important that the Biden administration has brought the Europeans along, rebuilt NATO from where it was with Trump, where he undermined NATO. And that's not that's been a hard process. It's literally, literally the last three or four months where we finally got that unity, number one. Number two, there are sanctions against their banks. Many of their banks, they do their settlements in dollars rather than in rubles or in euros. And we can cut off the access of those banks to the global financial system. I think the economic minister in in Russia, somebody I hope Putin is listening to, has said Russia could see a 15 to 20 percent decline in their GDP if these sanctions take effect. So the average everyday Russian is going to feel it in a massive way. Vladimir Putin, who's sitting on billions of dollars that uh, he's absconded with, sitting in DACA's that are incredibly luxurious, he's not going to feel the pain. The senior leaders of the Communist Party in Russia are not going to feel the pain, but the average everyday Russians will, and that I think will put enormous pressure. I also asked Senator Warner about his concerns related to cyber threats from Russia. In terms of cyber, Mitchell, this has always been hypothetical, and I don't want to nerd out too much here, but Russia launched an attack against Ukraine in 2017 that used one major cyber bug. It was called the NotPetya attack. It disabled a lot of the systems in Ukraine, but because these systems are all interconnected, it ended up shutting down shipping systems around the world. It shut down systems across Europe. It cost American companies tens of billions of dollars. And that was just with, with one bug. Uh, the Russian cyber forces literally have hundreds if not thousands of tools they could unleash, just as America has hundreds if not thousands of tools that we could potentially unleash. Uh, we've never been, this is, we've never been in this kind of potential state of uh, cyber war. And even if the Russians launch an attack that's geared only at Ukraine, it could have a real effect on adjacent nations. I mean, if, if they turn out the lights in Ukraine, but they also turn out the lights in Poland, and that leads to a crash of a NATO vehicle that's got American troops in Poland, that's not a kinetic attack. But if, if there were loss of life, NATO lives, a NATO soldier lives because of a cyber attack in Ukraine that bled into Poland, a lot of these questions about 
what is an act of war, what, what triggers Article 5, suddenly becomes real. So I think the cyber component here is one I've been saying for years. We need to have cyber norms. We need to have cyber red lines. We need to make clear that if you try to take down a hospital or a healthcare system, we're going to view that and we're going to go after the bad guys, whether they're cyber criminals or a government. We've not reached that kind of international understanding. And my hope and prayer is we're not thrown in to the reality of making these decisions on the fly because, again, pretty uncharted territory. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.